Hello and welcome back to the Working Mama podcast. Today I have a money strategist, a bookkeeper and mother of two, Lily High, on the podcast as my guest, which I am very excited about. Given it's the start of the year, if you're wanting to get your finances and your money mindset in order, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real world tips, tricks and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. My name is Karina O'Brien, a fellow working parent trying to manage the juggle. Each week, we'll be looking at all things related to working parents with special guests and solo episodes to help you navigate the world of having children and a career. Hello and welcome back to the Working Mama podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular listener, then you will know that I run an active Facebook group for working mothers called the Working Mama Community. Please do head over and join this group to engage with other like-minded and amazing women and continue on the conversation. Now on to today's guest, Lily High. Lily is a bookkeeper and money strategist and she is a self-confessed numbers nerd focused on helping small business owners create an entrepreneurial mindset and a pathway for financial freedom. During our chat, we covered a range of topics from money mindset, family budgeting, and also her own experience in being a mum. It hasn't all been easy, but her business is growing. And after listening to our chat, you will see why, as she is so passionate about helping others succeed. On a side note, shortly after our chat, I was lucky enough to meet Lily in person at a Working Mama event. And it was so good to meet her face to face. And I can guarantee you, she is just as lovely in person as she is during this interview. So let's get the conversation started. Hello and welcome, Lily. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you today. Thank you for having me on, Karina. It's such a pleasure. Without further ado, why don't we kick it off? And why don't you start by, Lily, you telling us a little bit about yourself? All right, I'm so excited here. So my name is Lily. I have a business called Bookkeeping by Lily. I'm a bookkeeper plus a money mindset coach. So basically, I help a lot of women entrepreneurs unblock the self-belief, self-sabotaging, and break through their money sense so that they are really, you know, like create a space, a safe and comfortable space for them to be confident and empowered to own up their their worth so yeah that's all I'm about that's fantastic Uh, looking forward to unpacking uh, the money mindset um, (laughs) in a little bit but what's been your career journey so to to where you are now so basically I started four years ago so my business has been operating for four years and from the first i I didn't even know that I would be a, a business owner. I didn't even think about, you know, myself that way because from my background, Asian background, we are always, you know, trying to climb the career corporate ladder. So that was where I was from in accounting firm. Um, yeah, so, but, you know, after kids, you know, when I, when I got pregnant, I'll enjoy my pregnancy. Um, after pregnancy, enjoy it so much that I felt like something is missing and I felt like constantly thinking about something else like the kids the babies instead even though I'm in you know a workplace working my my ass off <laughs> my heart out yep. to try and fulfill and satisfy my employer but something is missing and I'm never been like really appreciative you know at the workplace um, so initially I was working full time and then because of kids, I converted to part time and still working like long hours as well. Um, which means, you know, I work at home as well and I just don't feel appreciative and fulfilled and satisfied. Yeah. And then one day I decided to really, you know, quit. Like I've been, I was in that job for about four years on and off throughout the pregnancy and second baby and stuff so I was like that's it 
I don't want to do this anymore. I felt so miserable. I'm not happy. You know, four years into the um, the job, I didn't actually get any pay rise. And I was the payroll. I was the person that's doing payroll there. Well, I see other people increasing their salary. Mine is still the same for four years. Jeez. So <laughs> I was not in a good place. And I couldn't voice out as well because I think a lot to do with my background. Like I've been told to do this. I'll just do it without questioning. And I wouldn't even, we didn't even have any, um, you know, performance review and all that like formal thing, you know? So really I don't know what I did wrong and what I can improve and stuff like that. And yeah, I was miserable. Didn't want to go to work. It just, dreading I was dreading every morning I would rather spend my time with my kids you know at home um, rather than you know going to work and being so depressed and miserable so I decided to quit and when I quit I don't have a plan B there's no plan at all I don't know you know what I want to do but the only thing that I know is I really want to help people so one of my friends actually approached me saying, um, you know, asked me to help her because she's um, creating, you know, starting out a business, but have no idea how to start in terms of um, the bookkeeping, the structure, business structures and budgeting and cash flow. So I raised up my hand. I said, yes, I can help you for free <laughs> yeah. because <laughs> yes, for free. Right. Because I was like, you know, wanting to help. I want to help her. And she's a startup. I want to help her without, you know, her forking out money. And plus I'm doing this because she's, you know, my friend and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll help you. And from then on, like two, three months later, I was like, oh, wow. It, it's like a light bulb moment, like an aha moment. I'm like, if I can help her, I can help so many women out there like starting their business in terms of you know getting the structure right getting the accounting right getting the numbers right and really knowing their numbers because you know we all know that bookkeeping accounting is the really core of the business and without that we you know a business cannot survive and and on top of that I was helping her in terms of you know, accountability partner as well. Like we discuss about how the progress is, the business, where she should be and why is it not working and a lot to do with, you know, the mindset work as well. Basically, I was, um, I was a coach. <laughs> I was a coach for her, but without the money exchange. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of, you know, like my background and how I came about. Um, starting my business and have a really clear vision of this is really there's a gap in this industry um, you know in terms of helping especially women um, entrepreneurs women start up or even women working from home uh, wanting to start something but they don't know how to and money is certainly a topic that we don't often talk about either. And I know even from a, um, a home budget, you know, you, you don't really talk about, you definitely don't talk about wages <laughs> with your friends and, and doing budgets. You're like, oh, God, I don't really want to know how much I've spent on coffee this week. So <laughs> No, because you feel so ashamed. You feel like, you know, you, you feel like you don't want to be judged. You feel ashamed how much you're spending because of the X dollar amount that you earn. You don't really want people to know the exact amount that you have in the bank. But I think, I think the more that you keep it to yourself, the more fearful you are towards what's happening in your business or in your life or in your house. You know what I mean? Like all these things, I think you just need to talk about it communicate with your partner communicate with yourself because everything starts from yourself if you are comfortable with it then you have no problem of admitting no problem of getting judged no problem of others other people's opinion you know because all that does not count 
the only thing that counts is what from you, what you are thinking, what you are feeling. Uh, that's really <laughs> interesting because I guess also as you're saying, it's about communicating with yourself. Uh, and I know that mental health um, and financial safety are pretty closely linked at times because it can also be quite a stressful mm. part um, about money and budgets. And, and I know certainly for parents, um, you know, you're generally having a baby at the same time you're wanting to buy a house and start a family and have all these, mm-hmm. you know, upgrade the car. There's all these expenses happening in a relatively short period of time that can also cause, as I said, a bit of stress. So, uh, cause I know there's also planning and research that says that baby causes greater financial stress than having actually the baby itself. Um, yeah. what do you see, um, from your experiences in this area and what are then some strategies that people can do to overcome these stresses um, and I guess also change that mindset? So stress is really one of the key thing in this world, like in, in this current situation, one of the key thing that every household is facing. And I think because, you know, the household, husband and wife, they don't really, they are not honest to each other. They are not talking about money in their household. They are not talking about their financial position. They are not planning it together in a really safe and calm place. So the first thing that I would always tell my client or anyone, my friends or anyone that, you know, you really have to have an open mindset. Don't go into a a conversation where you are, so worked out like you're not calm you have to really create a really calm space in your emotional feeling you have to be really uncontent and not from a space where you're wanting to blame each other this is what you did and this is what I did you know all that stuff because when you enter a conversation when you are in a really not a good space there's no outcome, especially with money-wise, mm. especially with financial precision, right? You really need to start a conversation where you guys are ready for it, um, really knowing what the outcome is and what problem you need to solve first before you enter the conversation. Because when you know there's an outcome, you probably will want to go into the conversation, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because a lot of the time, my husband and wife, they argue. They argue without any outcome, but they still argue and it will never end. But if you enter a conversation where, where you know that you, you need to have an outcome or set an outcome, then you can work toward, not towards that, but backward from there. And it will be a more calm and more safe place, you know, like a peaceful place to, um, you know, to start a conversation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about outcome. What do you mean by an outcome? Do you mean that um, in the discussion, is it that, you know, we're going to save X amount of dollars per week? Is that something like an outcome? Like what would, what do you define as outcome during these type of discussions? So I think outcome for each household are very, very different. Um, So each individual, like as a couple, you really need to know what, the outcome like for example if it's business what's your end goal if it's your household then what's the outcome like you will be um for example you know you want to move out you want to own a house so the outcome will be yes at the end of um say at the end of uh, 2020 we you want to have um to to get a house and that will be your outcome and then work from there you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, getting a house, it's not a, it's not like the click of a hand that you're going to get it. You need to really sort out a lot of the in-between things, your finance position, your mortgage, your um, finding the right broker, um, knowing, you know, what exactly your saving is and how to save, you know, all those conversations will be coming out from there. But as long as you have an outcome, you know how to work, you know, towards it. Yes, you you're agreeing on that common that common goal, that common outcome about what you're mm. saving for. So it's not going to happen overnight, but you know that over time no. that it will happen. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that, you know, because you know, as a family, 
we should have like a one as the same outcome because as a family we work together to grow this family right so we work towards the same outcome and both parties need to have need to be in the same position the same saving mode the same not that it will be the same opinion because everyone has um, different opinion but when you work towards the same outcome those kind of opinion will come together yeah and it's so yeah. important that yeah everyone's on the same page of, and you know it also it probably helps the relationship as well of yeah um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's and it could even stem into it's not just the perception of the female's wage paying for childcare, but the both the family household paying for childcare. Exactly, like a lot of people will get into um, argument because they always say that I did this, I pay for this, I pay for that. What did you do? You know, like but this is a family, this is a household that you are you know you're talking about. It shouldn't be coming from I, I, I. It should be coming from we as a family. We did this. We agree on that. We create a saving account. We are committing to do this. You know, not that, not to say I, 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 because I, to me, sounds quite selfish when you have a family. Mm. Very individualistic as opposed to, yeah, it's, it took two to tango to, to make a baby and you definitely need <laughs> oh, uh, yes. more people to help the, the, the village and the tribe to raise the family. Exactly. Exactly. Like as long as, you know, both parties are on the same page and it will come, you know, have an open mindset is so important as well, because if you have different kind of mindset, then it, it will be a really hard work. Yeah. <laughs> it will be a really hard work to gel them together. And so, so talk us through. So hypothetically, my husband and I, right, we want an outcome of a, say, a new house. What are then some, some steps that we then can take, even during A, a discussion and also B, to help plan for that and to make it happen? So is it that, you know, we need to have a budget? Do you do the, mm-hmm. the date nights like, um, you know, the, you know, the barefoot investor suggests. What are the things that you've, you've seen to help people um, improve their financial situation and also, uh-huh. I guess, if improving that, I guess, their relationship with money? So there's two things here. So for, um, let's say, you know, you and your husband want to have a house soon, right? So in order to do that, you really need to look at your financial position right now and how to better it and really have a budget, uh, um, a saving plan, but you need to really stick to it. Have achievable saving plan, not just for the sake of saving, but it does, the saving plan needs to make sense and gel into whatever that's happening at the moment in your household. Mm -hmm. Because if you decide on something that's not achievable, I can tell you that 100% you're not going to get it at the end of the year. Make something, create something that you can achieve by um, your two, two people. Start from there. And then when you think that it's so easily achieved, you can gradually increase the saving or increase what you can, you think you can um, save more and stuff. You know, start from the basic. Because yeah. when you jump straight in into something that you can't achieve and it's so hard to do on a weekly basis or monthly basis, you, you're not going to do it, right? So the first thing to do is to know your financial position right now and talk to each other. Have a weekly meeting, just like your weekly date. Have, yeah. have a weekly money meeting. Yep. <laughs> have a, with a glass of wine. Yeah, fantastic. Wine, <laughs> yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. So this is a must because when you want to save, when you want to do something, you need to stick with the plan. Just make it like a date, a weekly money date. Uh, half an hour will do because you don't want to drag it for too long. Uh, make it simple. Make it fun. Obviously, initially, it will be quite you know, intense because you are starting, you know, a money conversation. But I can reassure you, the more that you know about your financial position, the more that you know where each um, individual is at, you'll feel more comfortable talking about it and, and solution will come out from there. 
So rather than being scared of it, it's actually, I guess it's like the confidence part, the more that you know how to do something, the more you'll grow Mm -hmm. confidence about, you know, understanding your money and understanding your savings and and working towards those goals. Yeah. Yeah. Because each party, party, I'm sure you have the same goal. So when you come in, come into a conversation, for example, you know, you have this credit card loan, when are you going to think about, um, you know, paying it off? If you ask this kind of question, I'm sure the other party will be like, oh, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can sort it out. You don't have to worry about it. But instead of stopping, you can encourage um, your partner to explain to you so um, what is what are the steps that you are going to do and the reason why I'm asking is not um, judging it's not coming from a place that you know you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that it's more coming from a place of understanding how can we do this together to achieve the goal that we want to because at the end of the day, we want that gold. And how can we work on it together? Because a lot of the time, if you don't explain it to your partner, they will think that you are judging them. You are not trusting them in handling money, which is not the case. Um, the more that you tell them your reason, where you're coming from, the more that they will share with you. Open communication, it is just, <laughs> it is integral. I think mm. through every podcast discussion that I've got, communication yeah. is at this, the heart and the center of absolutely every topic. The more that you communicate with mm. anyone, the more they've got and then an understanding with you. Um, it's so integral. Exactly, exactly. Because if you don't communicate, you are in a bubble. You don't know what's happening. Like you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. Like if you know something, um, then it makes sense. When it makes sense, you don't have that feeling of um, like angry. You don't have a feeling of judging. You don't have a feeling of blaming each other, right? Because you understand where they're coming from. No, I think it's so true because, yeah, if you don't know, you may criticize your partner for spending money on a certain item, but then really there's actually a bigger picture to it. Maybe you've actually spent money as well. So in a certain area, of, you know, you have, yeah. yeah. Yes. Hopefully the budget, are we allowed in our budgets to have a little bit of money for, for play? Of course. Budgeting is not so strict. If you're so strict on your budgeting, you're not going to have fun. You're not going to have a happy family outing. Yeah. You're not going to have a happy family. Like budgeting, like I said, every household has a different budget. You should always, you know, like see, um, just look at your lifestyles and look at your want and your need and look at your, um, the current situation, you know, like, but always have fun with it. Always have, um, like flexible flexibility to, because, you know, everything, happens like things happen left right and center you can't be um so strict on like not giving flexibility in like enough flexibility to whatever that's going to happen right but just keep in mind that you know like you know your goal is there for you to achieve as long as you do the minimum um you are achieving something and once you get the momentum of um saving and budgeting and yeah, I'm telling you, it will be a normal thing for a household to do. Yeah. And then just become, I guess it probably also eases that relationship stress uh, as well. Mm. As overcome, are you getting more comfortable with it? You're overcoming those challenges. Exactly. Yeah. Small steps. Small steps count because if you set yourselves too high up and you can't achieve it, you're literally like backed out. Like that's not going to happen. We are never going to get there. Um, create small goals, small steps. Once you um, achieve that small steps, you will get addicted to wanting to achieve more. Yeah. And I guess also if you're knowing what you're doing and you're understanding where you're spending, there actually may be mm. some extra funds that become available that you didn't realize that you Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so maybe not so much um, KFC or McDonald's. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, because a lot of the time you don't know when you spend money, you don't know that you are actually spending those money. So it comes down to knowing, knowing um, what's in your bank account, knowing where you're spending, looking at your, um, at the ins and outs in your household or even in your business. That's a very core thing to do when you have a business as well, knowing and tracking where you're spending and really analyzing the things that you spend. Is that necessary? You know, does it, um, cause a lot of the time when you spend something, you don't really think about it. You know, um, a lot of people would think that saving is so hard. But if you really sit down and analyze your monthly expenses and knowing where it, it went, you know exactly, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't spend so much too lenient on the grocery this week or this month. Or maybe we shouldn't be, you know, uh, eating out too many times because it's not good for your health as well. Um, you know, all these things that you can look at because without actually sitting down and looking at the numbers, the ins and out, you literally have no clue what's, what's happening, right? So if you haven't done a budget before, how would mm. you start by, where would you start? So the simplest, the simplest, simplest test um, steps is really starting to track because without tracking your expenses, without knowing it, you can't really budget. Yeah. Um, when I talk about budgeting, it's not just um, putting a figure there. We need to really look at the whole picture, uh, looking at where you're spending at the moment, and then um, analyzing what is that for? Do we need it? Um, does it help um, the household to get into, to get to a closer goal? Um, yeah. From then, then we can really set a budget of like two kids, two adults in the family maybe $400, I don't know, three to $400 grocery would be good enough. Um, because a lot of the time mm. we chuck a lot of food away that we don't use, but we spent three to $400 on grocery in return, we are chucking them away. So we really need to look at, you know, all these things, what's happening in the household and what is not working and um, trying to see what, what is the better way of, um, doing it or replacing it. Yeah. And is it just by looking at the bank statements or is it putting into Excel or using an app? What do you find works best? I'm a bookkeeper, so I love um, software. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's just because time, uh, the, what, one important thing is, you know, we don't have time to do all these things, right? We don't have time to sit down, to look at the bank statement, to look at this, look at that we all running after the kids and activities and stuff. So I fully trust the accounting system app. It doesn't need to be, you know, uh, you don't have to spend hundreds on app, right? Nowadays, there's so many free apps out there or, um, you know, according to your needs. What accounting system applies to you that you like, that you actually use and then connect it to your bank you don't even have to record anything because it will be, you know, coming straight from the bank into your accounting system. Um, you just enter it in and every month you go through the report and see where exactly where your things are. You will literally take like what, 30 minutes a month max to do yeah. all these things. So yeah, I've got one of those apps and it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I start getting addicted to categorizations and looking at it. <laughs> That's the thing, like a lot of people think accounting system is so overwhelming. You don't, you know, they don't want to learn a new system. But once you know the benefit of it, how much time it will save you. Yeah. And it's so efficient that once you know how to use it, and it's not hard to use, right? You just get addicted to it. Yeah, I just, I've set up my categories and mm. know what's going on. And uh, yeah, I've, it's, it's definitely insightful. I don't, we, I know after this call, I definitely need to go back and review it a lot more regularly and, and understand yeah. a lot more. But, but at least having that conversation, I think is, uh, is interesting and, and it needs to start um, and probably also relieving some of those stresses as well. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no point, you know, for you to stress all about it when, 
when it's a household thing, you know, yeah. like it's a family thing, right? So you need to really, first of all, create a conversation around it. It's, it's not easy. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy to start. <laughs> you know, you get into argument and stuff like that and you probably won't get the answer straight away. But persistent, persistent and just constantly letting each other know that we have to do this because without any clarity, you're literally living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. You're living in a hole. You know, like you don't know how deep the hole is without, you know, having this kind of conversation and clarity. Clarity. No, I think that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. We may change tack just slightly here because I know this is all, this also isn't a financial planning call. So we'll put up that, uh-huh. that caveat as well at the start. <laughs> but you've said that, yeah, obviously your background's and your current business is all in bookkeeping so Mm -hmm. you would have also seen firsthand experiences around superannuation and maternity leave from a very Mm -hmm. generalist point of view with no financial advice what has been some of some of what you've seen um, and any tips for women because I know with my superannuation I'm like all right it's in the super funds I don't need to think about it until (laughs) I'm five when I need to then come it back is Mm -hmm. it something as well about money mindset that we actually should care about more about what's in our super Definitely, like, because whatever the money that's gone into your super, it's your super. And you'd be surprised. You see a lot in the news, right? Like, some company, they don't even contribute super, even though that on your pay slip, it says 9.5% gone to your super account. But you really need to go in on a monthly basis. According to how your company is paying you monthly or quarterly, just making sure that they are really paying it because a lot of well-known company they got caught up with ATO saying that they haven't paid super and now they have to fork out millions and millions of dollars paying back those people so it is your money and you should you are entitled to it and you should care more about it because I think a lot of people think that you know super the money is not in your bank account so you're not going to worry about it it's going to be there and have you seen anything mm. about and like your experiences as well with women going on maternity leave and how this may affect mm. their superannuation and how they can also plan for this? So basically, when you go into maternity leave, you are entitled to the paternity leave from the Centrelink. So that will be about a few months. And that's not super. That it's Super is not in there because you are not actually working. So when you are not working, you are literally not receiving any um, superannuation funds in your fund. Yep. So you got to be really mindful of, you know, what kind of obligation, what kind of policies you have with your company. Because one case is one of my clients, she went into maternity leave, not knowing that there's a timeline for you to lodge uh, to get the money from Centrelink. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I think it's like what six six to eight months later, um, it's past the the time that you you can receive. So she's not entitled to it anymore. That's like up to six months of uh, payment from Centrelink. Yep. So you really need to know where your position is and just ask if you're not sure, just ask. Yeah, no, it's very important to really understand that. And superannuation's um, a part, I think it's a set and forget, but no, you're right. If um, mm. sure that your employee's actually checking it in the first place is vitally yes. is very important. Yeah. yeah, it's very important to check it because at the end of the day, it's, it's your money. And, um, and also, you know, going to your super fund and really understanding where the where you allocate those money in terms of investment and see which one works. I would suggest, you know, talk to your financial planner and really look at which area you're going to invest in. And we'll put the caveat that before doing anything, definitely seek um, <laughs> correct financial advice. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so uh, we will put that caveat in here. Um, this is not a financial call, but definitely, definitely yep. some tips um, that you can seek further assistance in the right mm-hmm. people professional so, yeah yeah so we might change tact a bit um obviously you've got you know obviously a very successful business so back to uh, what it's been like for you as a parent and and what's been 
you mentioned earlier about how you weren't you were very unhappy about going back to and undervalued about when you went back to work um, as a mother and, and doing the juggle part time. Has there been any other surprises for you in that regard of of being a mum and and also still wanting a career? To tell you the truth, like I never see myself as a mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, yeah, I've always scared of kids when I was, you know, not married. I didn't know that I'm going to start my family that soon. So when I got my first kid, I literally was upset. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't plan anything. We didn't plan to have kids that soon, literally a year after our marriage. Uh, we haven't even gone to our honeymoon. We haven't traveled. We haven't done this and that. But when my daughter came out uh, through cesarean, because yeah, it was a really hard, um, you know, labor. Oh, sorry to hear. It, yeah, it, it's changed. It changed instantly. It's like I'm a different person. <laughs> Oh. it is really really um magical like you know like I immediately know how to nurture the baby I immediately know how to breastfeed her I immediately know what to do well uh some of the time yeah <laughs> firstborn you don't know what you get yourself into no idea yeah no idea even the second or third or whatever you don't know because every kid's are different right but um, yeah, it's totally changed my the whole thinking of my career as a mom because my priority literally changed. Like everything that I work towards to then and now, it's all about my family. Yeah. It's all about, you know, giving them the best, you know, like for um, four years into the business, like, you know, it, there's up and down, high and low, you know, tears and laughter. <laughs> we all been there. Yes. Um, but with all that thing in mind, I always go back to the why. I always go back to why did I start my business? Why did I have this in the first place? And it's all about my kids. Yeah. It's all about the family. You know, like when I think back my why and that, just clears everything just makes sense everything that i've been through um you know during my business it just makes sense it, it it's just all you know worth it it's it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing how how a mom mom can do like yeah so a lot of the times i always tell my clients if you are stuck or even in a household if you are stuck Always go back to your why. The more that you ask your why, the more clarity you get. And the more clarity you get, the more um, sense that you have in terms of the path that you want to go. I think that's so valuable. Start, you know, it's, it's like the Simon Sinek start with why, of going back to the why. Mm. It's, it's not what you do, it's why you do. I think it's such good advice. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, like I tried like so many times, like with my business, um, especially, um, you know, like as a business owner from not knowing the term business owner to, you know, having this business for four years, I've gone through a lot of, you know, like, um, backward and forward and backward and forward. So I think it's very, very important, you know, for a person the business owner to know exactly your vision and um you know just keep going back to the why your why would would always change but if you don't question about it if you don't question about your why and finding out um you know why are you doing this and even like you know if you have a question of is this the right path to go Am I making the right decision? Always go back to your why. Go back to your root yeah. and you'll find the answer. Oh, I think it's so true. It's, it's such good <laughs> advice. No, I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. <laughs> it's clarity. And so I personal. think also, 
Yeah, and I think I think also as working, you know, working mothers, working parents. If you think about the why of why you want a career and also why you still want to, you know, why you are also a mum, you're working mm. also for your, to give to your family, and and everyone's got a different uh, reason of, and everyone's why is mm-hmm. different. Um, yeah. But I think also having that clarity, I, and I guess also overcome that guilt a little bit of the mum guilt of if you're over mm. you doing it, you're going to feel less guilty because you know that you're doing steps for your why. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone has guilt. Yes. <laughs> right? We, we go holiday, we have guilt. We go um, out on dinner, we have guilt. We do this, we buy these clothes for ourselves, we have guilt. But always go back to your why. And it's, it's sort of like talking to yourself because like I said, um, initially always communicate to yourself because everything happened. I truly believe that everything happened for a reason. And by knowing yourself, you are actually helping other people to see things more clearly. I think it's, um, I think it's great. Yeah. It's so valuable. We could talk about this all day, but just quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I love the why. What have you found as some of your biggest challenges across stages of pregnancy, returning to work or even maternity leave? Because you said that you didn't expect kids so quickly and, and that. <laughs> so what if, have, you, have you had many challenges and, and how have you overcome some of these? Wow. I have, wow, the first year of looking after my eldest, oh, there's plenty of challenges there. I, you know, like plenty of cries by myself because you yes. just don't know what to do. <laughs> no one's at home you know husbands at work they can't do anything firstly of you know having her I literally shut down oh no I shut down I was in my little box with my daughter I didn't even let my husband in oh no yeah I, I don't know what I'm doing like because all my focus is on her like you can't even touch her you know, because, and the breastfeeding as well, you are so close to your, you know, my daughter. Yeah. And she only wants me and she's so attached. We couldn't even put her down to, um, into her cot to sleep. She's constantly on me. And at the end of the day, I have to get this um, hugabub. It's like a, a sling thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know be, that. Yes. yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that works. So I had to carry him her everywhere you know doing my laundry doing shopping doing this and that yeah I literally shut myself down there's no communication with my friends no communication with my husband so that first year was wow really really tough and I didn't know it myself until the second year when things you know um gone down the drain not drain (laughs) gone down the other way and yeah and then we slowly work things back and yeah it's it's really hard being a parent and working as well because yeah you're constantly wanting to go back to your kid yeah yeah so the challenges I think though that was my biggest challenge and the way that I overcome it was um I realized something has happened like something is not it's not the way that it's been something is wrong something's not right I just have the gut feeling that something is not right and yeah so we started conversation started talking started you know like slowly um involve my husband to do everything yeah and I think that helped a lot because a lot of the time we think that we, we have to do this, you know, like we need to do this. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I have to do this on my own, <laughs> all that thing. But by knowing that it's okay to have other people help you, yep. it's okay that other people know, know your situation. It's okay that everything is falling apart. It's okay that everything's not going the same that it used to be. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> I think perfect. It helps a lot. Yeah, nothing is perfect. And actually, um, being around with people that are at the same situation, like when you communicate with other people and knowing that 
they are at the same situation as you, it helps a lot that it makes sense and that it's normal. It's completely normal that I feel like this and I'm not alone, you know? So I think that changed everything once I opened up myself, allowing people to come in and offering help um, and talk. Yeah, communication, (laughs) back to communication. It's at the heart of everything. But I think it's really brave of you, though, to, to get to the stage where you realize that something wasn't right and, and actually opening up that, those communication lines with your, with your husband and your tribe, I think is, um, that's, that, that's often the hardest step to take is to realize something's not right here. Yeah, I think a lot of the time people will be in denial. Like they are afraid of people, you know, judging you because from outsider, they would think that, you know, your family is so perfect and you don't want to jeopardize that. You don't want people to think that, you know, there's a hole here, um, you know, that it's not perfect, but it's okay not to be perfect because nothing is perfect, right? People are always um, have some sort of issue that they, they have to overcome yeah. and that's okay and it, because it's life and that's how we grow as a family. No. And it sounds yeah. like you've, you've had a lot of growth um, as a family. You've, <laughs> you've overcome that lot, uh, that, and I know you've then got a second child. So clearly oh. something, something then was able to get back on track as well. Yeah. Like a second child is totally different game ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> second child is like, oh, whatever. He's crying. Okay. I know why. That's okay. He can cry a lot more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that I should be worried about. And, and I actually involved my partner a lot more. Um, yeah. And it just, it, it, yeah, it's a good feeling that you, you are able to actually open up and allowing people to help and acknowledging it firsthand that it's okay. And yeah. And it's not perfect. Yeah. And I think that's, I think asking for help and accepting it is, uh, is certainly something that's quite important. Um, just a couple of things because I know I know we've got to wrap up. Uh, we could talk all day about some of these topics. Um, is yeah. there any give it um, just quickly? Um, any advice um, that you'd give to your younger self about starting a family? Start as soon as you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no perfect timing. Uh, there's no perfect timing. A lot of people will be thinking, "Oh, I don't have enough earning yet. I don't have enough saving. I don't. I haven't done this and that." But it's no perfect time. Just start. Just and you start. know what to do. Yeah. yeah. Starting it, you don't know. Yep, exactly. Now, second last question. What strategy yep. do you use to help you manage the juggle? There's no strategy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no strategy at all. Just go as it comes, deal with it as it is. There's no balance. Like a lot of time, everyone is like trying to think, I need to have work-life balance. I need to balance this and that. I need to juggle this. There's just no such thing. No. <laughs> you know, like as long as I think at the end of the day, as long as you're happy, yeah. as long as, you know, you are happy as a family and happy where you are at and just tag along, tag yeah. along. Work-life uh, we, integration. We don't plan. Yeah. 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 Integration instead of, trying to find that thing to juggle to balance it out yeah we we always do things spontaneously like we would go traveling spontaneously (laughs) without planning oh fantastic yeah but it's just part of life part of experience you just don't know what's going to happen you know no take it as it comes and last question lily what do you do to fill your cup Oh, a lot of self-care. Yep. <laughs> a lot of self-care because, like I said, everything starts from you. You need to look after yourself in terms of health, in, in terms of your happiness. And I go to gym a lot. I work out a lot. That's my, um, that's my outlet. So as long as you look after yourself so you can look after other people. Oh, fantastic. So gym's your big outlet. Yeah. Gym, no fail. Oh. <laughs> it's not my, it's not my chore. That's my happy place. Oh, good to hear. Everyone's gonna have <laughs> their happy place. Yeah, you need to have your happy place. It doesn't matter where it is. The beach, the spa, the facial. Just treat yourself. 
because you deserve it so true well lily i'd love to thank you so much for your time today so just finally where can people connect with you i'm constantly on linkedin you can find me just find under bookkeeping by lily and i'm at instagram as well so that's lily l-i-l-y underscore h-i-i underscore and i have a facebook um, page as well bookkeeping by lily oh fantastic so you can um yeah jump on there and you know find a lot more about me i put out a lot of um content and value every day yeah and interact with everyone no fantastic i know you i do follow you as well and you've got some great content um and certainly sounds like 2020 is going to be a big year for you as well so yes can't wait yeah so i just want to say a massive thank you uh for your time for giving us so much of yourself and not only from understanding the money mindset from budgeting to understanding your why Uh and and really what makes you tick and and being so open as and honest about your experiences uh, of first-time mums so a massive thank you and uh, look forward to seeing where your business goes next and also sharing your money mindset uh, with many other people also I'm so happy to you know go onto your podcast and I wish you all the best thank you so much for having me my pleasure have a great day Lily thank you thanks Karina yes Bye. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Lily as much as I did. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catcher. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A via Instagram at workingmama underscore au or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week. 